0: on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Sabrina Seymour is an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, travel specialist, and a member of the International Association of Travelers Network. Her roots as a businesswoman were planted in 2011 when she founded Sabrina Seymour Events. The company provides full-service wedding and special event planning from preparation and execution along with design services. Her clientele ranges from individuals to nonprofit organizations and corporations to national brands, including celebrities. Under Sabrina's leadership, the company grew from a two person staff to being a team of nine employees in five years. Sabrina Seymour Events has also expanded its brand by extending the coordination of weddings and events beyond North Carolina. In the D.C., Maryland, Virginia areas, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia, Miami, Los Angeles, Jamaica, and Greece. In spring 2017, Sabrina launched the Prevailing Woman magazine, a quarterly print and digital digital publication that promotes the professional and personal achievements of women on both national and global platforms. Her past issues have featured Gabby Douglas, Soledad O'Brien, Heather Lindsay, and Angela Yee, just to name a few. Over the years, Seymour has served as a keynote speaker, session leader, or panelist for various conferences and workshops. Topics include fundamentals and best practices of business ownership, planning destination travel, self-help, and women-centered discussions. Seymour attained a Bachelor's of Science degree in Recreation Administration from North Carolina Central University and a Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy from Liberty University. She holds a certification in wedding and event planning. Originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina, Seymour now resides in Durham with her husband, Yvonne Sr., and their two sons, Yvonne Jr. and Bryce.
1: Okay, you guys, and we are back, and I have my very, very special guest, Miss Sabrina Seymour, you want to say hi to the TC audience, the Evolvers? Hi. How's everyone doing today? Yes, I am so excited to have you on today's show. I know it's been a long time coming, like literally, y'all, a long time. I met her, like, was it, it was like, because it, it wasn't this, it was last year last year at the Pinky Promise mm-hmm. Conference. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a conference hosted by Heather Lindsay, a great dynamic woman, um, if you guys aren't aware. Um and so see, uh, Sabrina was um a vendor there and you had your magazine there and I was um, I think I was just really intrigued oh, because we started talking and you were talking about how you had your degree as a marriage and family therapist and I was like yes this is so awesome like you are doing some great things <laughs> yeah. so like that always draws me in when people share that <laughs> absolutely yes Yes. yeah out there so it, and it's not especially of color you know right. um because it it is definitely so so needed um and now sabrina now can we talk a little bit about your magazine the prevailing woman magazine like what inspired you to started and like what was that road like for you and then we'll talk about like you having the marriage and family degree um, but may not be using it right now and how that all intertwines and in what you do oh yeah absolutely so um first of all I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast oh, you highly appreciate it um anytime I have the opportunity to talk about the Prevailing Woman and, you know, just any of my um, achievements in life. Um, I'm always very grateful that someone sees me notable enough to be on their platform. Um, oh. But essentially, um, The Prevailing Woman we launched in April of 2017. Um, the The vision behind it was that if you, you know, you go on to the, you know, magazine newsstands and, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes even blogs and you see a lot of women that are in the height of their food. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. And they may touch a little bit on the process of where they're going, but meantime, mm-hmm. people want the good stuff. They want to know mm-hmm. what you're doing now and, <laughs> and how you're doing it. And so yeah. I think a lot of times for us that are, you know, building brands, they, we become discouraged because we're like, oh, she did this, she did that, she's here, she's here. Yeah. But we really don't touch on the process. How how, mm. how did you get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are just some of the things that I know that I'm always curious about, um, like how long yeah. did it take you? What What sacrifices did you make to get to where you're at? Um, yeah. So those, that's kind of um, one thing I think that was kind of frustrating me with a lot of these different publications that they were kind of touching on people while they were big and hot, but then it was just providing like a very sense, a very false sense of I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do for us that are actually inspiring. So. The prevailing woman it has different levels of women that we like to feature in there. Our mm-hmm. cover girl, of course, is someone who has been through the motions for you know however many years, um, and that is a little bit more noticeable to you know the masses. Um, of and then, of course, we have the the interviewees that we feature, usually anywhere from about seven to ten different women. And they just talk about where they're currently at. While they may not necessarily be, you know, hitting the cover, but they Mm -hmm. are doing really, really great things either in their personal life or in their community, in in their professional life. Um, So essentially that's kind of the concept of the prevailing woman is to actually hit all kind of facets of a prevailing woman's life. You know, um, to allow women to actually see people that look like them, talk like Mm -hmm. them, have similar um, responsibilities, similar bills, financial circumstances, whatever the case may be, but then also showing them, okay, she's on the same level where I'm at, but if you flip over to page 20, here's someone that's doing a little bit more but ultimately went through the same thing that someone on page 10 did as well. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, I, I like to say that every magazine kind of has its own kind of unique story. Um, I try to be very, uh, you know, careful about how I select the women that we feature mm-hmm. because I want everyone's story to kind of line up in some kind of way. Um, but essentially we do feature women from all different walks of, you know, like professional titles, from architects to astronauts to athletes and the list goes on and on and on and on. Um mm-hmm. but essentially that is that's the vision um behind, you know, putting together the magazine, why I even inspired to do it. Um and yeah, 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 that that's that's correct. I think I answered the question. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I love that. And like I shared um with the listeners earlier, um, in your bio just of uh, some of like the heavy hitters who you've had on the cover, like Angela Yee and Gabby Douglas, and of course Heather Lindsay herself. Um, so definitely, you know, um, a great magazine for people to invest in for sure. And now, um, I know the Prevailing Woman magazine wasn't the first, um, your first Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial business endeavor. It was actually Sabrina Seymour Events, which you're still doing, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah. Sabrina Seymour Events was launched in 2010. Yeah, 2010 is when we launched Sabrina Seymour Events. Um, it's a full-service wedding event planning company. Um, We mainly do weddings. We do a lot of destination weddings. So um, what kind of gave me the resources to even be able to get to the Prevailing Woman was the fact that I travel a lot. I've seen a lot. I've met a lot of people. Um, So the opportunity was there because of the fact that I've met just so many different women across the globe from doing weddings and events. Um, okay. So essentially, um, that is my kind of foundation. That's where I started as a business owner, um, and we've been growing. I mean, this matter of fact, wow, <laughs> <It'll be> eight <laughs> years! I didn't even realize our eight years anniversary is on tomorrow. Tomorrow will be eight years for my. Well, I'm sorry, October, August 18th will be our, our anniversary. Yeah. Definitely, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank that you. That is really amazing. <laughs> and, you know, for you to be um, in business so long and it, and for it to be thriving and for you to extend other um, businesses under that is, like, definitely a big up. Because, you know, I know they say usually um, business startups don't last more than a year or two. You know, but for oh, you to yeah. continue to grow and expand, that's amazing. <laughs> that is that's... really amazing. Thank you. Oh, God. You are so welcome. So now how do we make the shift into being a wedding event coordinator um mogul, I will say speaking of its existence um if it's not already close to it um while having a, a magazine company, but your degree is in marriage and family therapy. well um so in college, so actually my degrees and 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 everything are all over the place because. I actually went to college and I got my bachelor of science in recreation administration. I had this thought process that I was going to be some sort of sports agent. Ah, to the stars! That 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 okay. was my thing. I was going to I was going to be this female sports agent out here, killing it, getting people signed, big deals, and endorsements, and just different things of that nature. That was truly, like, what I was kind of, I was aiming for in college. Well, mm-hmm. when I was in college, um, there was a mental health agency that was hiring a lot of college students just doing kind of like, you know, peer support specialist type work. Yeah. So I started doing that, and the money was really, 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 really good, and it was really easy work. I um, was working out in the community. I worked with children. Um, for the most part. Um, and so I started doing that. So it wasn't until about around my junior year where I was going to change my major to sports psychology. But then they were like, mm. yeah, you were going to have to stay in school an extra two years. And I was <laughs> not interested in that. And so uh. my counselor was like, it's okay. You can graduate just regardless in order. To do therapy, you need to get your master's degree, regardless, to get licensed. Mm-hmm. So um, I just took additional classes towards, you know, actually like being eligible for the master level courses. Um, okay. And so my degree is in that, but a lot of my last two years, like electives, are were not things like arts and, you know, black history classes and things, they were in, like, in the actual psychology department, um, so that's what I did, um, okay. so I tell people, I graduated with that degree, but in all honesty, I really did not, I took a lot of classes in another department, um, uh-huh. and it worked out, like, I just kind of used those credits, like, cause you could do, like, you know, like, your extra credits pretty much in anything, but I was able to Um, utilize those credits for that. So then when I graduated, so wait, so when I was in college, um, I'm a Delta, um, so a lot of my long sisters um, were, you know, having children. They were having birthday parties and, you Mm -hmm. know, the children came, baby showers, and they were getting married and so forth. And I always found myself with my hands in those events because in college, I always was, like, the fundraiser chair or the social committee chair or something oh. of that nature. Um, okay. I mean, if we even take it back to freshman year, I was always having the pre-games in the dorm rooms before we went out. <laughs> I was always planning something, you know. Um, you know I love I it. throughout college, like, that's what I was <laughs> kind of known for. So, uh-huh. um when they, you know, they started, you know, having their different celebrations and things of that nature. Again, like I said, I will always find myself involved in it. So, um, my mom sister actually and I started the event planning company. So previously mm-hmm. my company's name was main event wedding event planning. Um, okay. Well, shortly after, um, you know, kind of a year or two in, um, she kind of more so wanted to take a step back because um, she had other, um, you know, business goals that she wanted to meet. Um, mm-hmm. so then I was able to rebrand the company to Sabrina Seymour events. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially the foundation of becoming an event planner was only supposed to be something on the side and fun. Um, okay. so I worked at, I worked in social services for years, for, you know, a number of years. I was playing the game of you know taking a lunch break and meeting with clients and you know using <laughs> vacation days to go do events. Do, yeah, and yeah. Eventually, my boss sat down with me and said, "You have to pick one, like, because he knew I was doing wow. events and things. Like, I was I had a very great relationship with my students. probably hands down the best supervisor I've ever had because I okay. probably should have lost my job way earlier." <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't necessarily lose it. I, I resigned, but I probably should have mm-hmm. lost my job. Um, wow. But essentially, um, it, it just started, it got to, the, the actual demand got too, to be too much. So I had to leave mm-hmm. my job. So I, I was doing full-time wedding event. Well, I've been doing full-time wedding event planning now for the last four years. So mm-hmm. essentially, um That is how I migrated and became a full-time wedding event planner. Um, Yeah, and then from there, like I I said previously, um, I just always kind of – I've always been a part of, you know, like women organizations and, you know, different Mm -hmm. things from like a 100 Black Women to different committees and, you know, ministries and church and stuff like that that are related to women. Um, so I always knew I kind of had desire for like the, just the gathering, like the overall wear, welfare of women, but I never mm-hmm. knew exactly how I wanted it to be translated from my home mm-hmm. perspective. And so then that's when the prevailing woman birthed and so now I'm planning weddings and I am planning conf- women's conferences and putting out magazines. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and I know the time that my listeners um, will listen to this. The inaugural conference will have already passed, but let's touch on that a little bit because I want people to look forward to it for next year, and we can get them signed up and registered as soon as you put that available for 2019. Absolutely. So um, this is this will be the first conference. Um, I, I will go ahead and speak it. That is going to be extremely successful. Um, yes. <laughs> that is too. going to go flawless. Um, we have about 32 speakers that will be taken wow. apart um, as it relates to kind of our headliner. Um, mm-hmm. Our keynote speaker is actress, director, producer Tasha Smith. She plays awesome. in um, an array of different Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> Um, she is on Empire. Um, she's playing. She plays Cookie Lion's sister on there. She's a an acting coach. Um, she's been in the game for years, um, but she definitely has a unique story that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. really really excited for her to come and grace the presence with um, our attendees. Um, but she is our our keynote. Um, The event is is going to span over two days, Um, It's September 8th and 9th. We're doing our first one here in Durham, North Carolina. I'm not exactly sure if we're going to move it out of Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Okay. So we're having it here, of course, because this is, you know, home for me and I wanted to utilize my resources as being, you know, a wedding event planner. Um, But essentially Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure where the 2019 conference will take us, but it will okay. eventually hit the road. I'm just not exactly sure when. Um, yes. I love it. Yeah, so, I mean, we have great presenters, um, a lot of women um, that are very, you know, prominent on social media and, and TV outlets. Um, we have sponsors, um, large names as large as Dove. To um, so a lot of natural hair care lines is where uh, awesome. natural hair uh, care lines that will actually be a part as well. So I'm extremely excited to see it come all together um, and just look out for 2019. Yes, I'm so, so excited for you and for this because um, I definitely think something that is definitely needed. Um, yes. so no, I am definitely so excited for that. Okay, so now, Miss Sabrina, I want to touch on the topic of creating a wealth mindset, and I feel like you embody that just with you having the different businesses that you have and they're thriving. Um, if, If if we can get like kind of a definition, what would be your definition of creating a wealth mindset? I would say. Looking into your future.
0: And the mm. reason why I
1: say that is because a lot of times we get really caught up on the now. Like, mm-hmm, I want this mm-hmm. now. I need this mm-hmm. now. But honestly, um, looking into your future, like, okay, what will this investment or this per- this purchase do for me five years from now? Um, mm. I had to start doing that myself. And I will tell you the amount of money that I have saved, because when I go to go to the store to go buy those pair of shoes, I say to mm-hmm. myself, what will these do for me in five years? Are they even going to last five years? Wow. You know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and, of course, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, not buying anything, but I'm just being a little bit more conscious about spending and kind of where I'm putting my money. And where I'm putting my money into. Um, you will be surprised that you don't have to go out and get a second job to build wealth. You can, you can be wealthy good. on $30,000 if you spend it correctly. Mm. Um, that's one thing that I, that I had to learn the hard way. Like, there are ways to make money and to have mm-hmm. a decent amount of money with not a whole lot of money. If you budget mm-hmm. your your funds you know appropriately kind of thing um, so that to me is you know to define it, I would honestly say, um, truly looking into the future as it relates to all of your current uh, uh, purchases and also um, your current budget that you currently have setting a goal to save a certain amount of money within a certain uh, time period. Um, it truly will set you up for the future. And I'll just use my conference as an example. Um, conference planning um, is not inexpensive. It can mm-hmm. be inexpensive if you, you know, it just depends on the caliber of the type of event that you're trying to plan. But if you mm-hmm. truly, truly set it up and, and, and prepare yourself for a couple of months and make a couple of sacrifices, You'll have the funds that you need in order to do what you need to do, but it's just a matter of budgeting. Um, and I and again, I I, I didn't get any in, like investors. I didn't. I thought I was going to need that, but I didn't do any of that. I took the uh-huh. money that I was making presently, um, and I truly sat down and evaluated to see like where I could cut and save in different areas. Mm, but I, I love all of that, and especially looking to the future. And as you're at the store <laughs> or online oh, yeah. shopping <laughs> and like, right. mm, I really want this right now. But it's like, right. what what can this do for you in five years? Or even if you're thinking like, what can this do for you in two years? You know, like where would this put yeah, you? Right. I, I love all of that. And, and I'm taking notes because I'm just like, yeah, this is stuff I need to start That's implementing. Um, <laughs> yes. Now, what do you say? Because again, we know with creating a wealth mindset, you have to shift your mind, too. But what would you say to those people, or if you've ever been that person that has talked about or has said, you know, I don't have the same opportunities as so and so? Well, first of all, comparison is, going, is the death of any mm. sort of, yeah. you know, um, Level of achievement or accomplishment that you want in life. If you compare yourself to anyone, you're doomed to fail. Because um, mm. a lot of times you will be surprised who's sleeping on whose couch that are on TV. Mm.
0: Mm. Um, a lot of
1: times we think that we may not necessarily have it made like mm-hmm. the person we see on the television, but trust and believe that we probably have more. To gain and or to offer than there is to someone that can you know get you twenty thousand followers on social media. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't mean that like to me, wealth is not always financially. Um, wealth can be in love, it can be in relationships, it can be in happiness, it can be in mental stability, and so forth and so forth. Um, but essentially, comparisons. It's absolutely not the way to go with anything that you do. And, I mean, I have to remind myself, because there's times, like, I'll be scrolling online. I'm like, how in the world? And then I say, you know what? This is only one p- The p- Your picture does not tell the whole story.
0: So, unless mm. you
1: are living and walking and breathing in whomever's shoes that you are actually comparing yourself to, you will never know truly what it is that they're going through, so you have to focus on yourself um so that's that's number one. I think I completely lost the question. I just heard comparison and it's- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I love that. No, because I was just asking about, because, you know, the opportunities. Because we hear people say, or we might have been those people that have said, you know, boy, well, I don't have the same kind of opportunities. I wasn't dealt the same hand as this person to get to my next level. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I and I think that that comes with the fact of being um, confident. And, and aware of what opportunities that have been presented to you. Because I feel like, you know, God he creates all this different for, you know, whatever reasons that he felt are they should be.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: I feel like that again, comparison yourself comparing yourself is not doing any justice to what he feels is best for you. And essentially we know that he's never going to, you know, leave us astray or fail us. So I feel like taking the opportunities in the cards that you have been dealt and making them your own is what is going to actually allow you to be able to gain a similar opportunity. You don't want the same opportunity that the person to the left of you had anyway, because mm-hmm. then you're, you're open and you end up potentially being in a situation where people are saying, you're copying them and whatever, mm. you know, all the other things that they say. So I'm okay with if, you know, I started to prevail on women, and no, I'm not on the newsstands, but I do, and, but, and, I, and I used to get discouraged about it. But then I had a couple of conversations with some people that are on the newsstands, and I have a similar, you know, circulation rate um, you know, mm. magazines that go out in the mail with just myself, and I'm paying no publisher for it. And I'm thinking, wow. oh head, they're wasting thousands of dollars. So you see what I'm saying? So I was comparing because yeah. I was worried that, it, that I wasn't getting the same traction as someone else that was on the stands. And then I had a conversation mm. and found out we had the same numbers. Wow. Wow. And I think it goes back to what you said, that the picture doesn't always tell the whole story, right? So we see yeah. these, these these people in the media that are moguls building these empires, and, you know, they're right at the forefront because, you know, they may push a little more or have those people that are pushing it out more. But yet we have these people who live in our community that are these moguls and empires, and we wouldn't even know. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. That that's so great. Learn, I had to learn myself. Um mm-hmm. to, you know, really, really, really focus and make sure that I was not out here trying to be like the person to the left or, or the right of me because mm. I just don't I don't know their story. I don't know what they've they yeah. done. You know, I just don't know. So it's very you 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 just can't compare yourself you you just can't <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah yeah now Sabrina um. When you, cause it sounds like you have compared yourself in the past. Now when you, you've done that, did you find yourself doing something like, or, or trying to emulate a project that that person on the right or the left was doing and then it not end up good and you'd be like, well see, that's what I get for stepping out of my lane. Like I gotta stay focused oh, yeah, and, and stay driven in my lane. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna tell you. I made um a very rash decision to invest in um some some social sharing because I felt like I wasn't out there enough on social media oh. and mm-hmm. and I did it and I did it directly just because of the fact that I felt like um Like, I felt like I wasn't getting the same share as another publication, so I went out Mm. and I paid, and, yeah, nothing happened from it. And so I said, I I was not intentional about what I was doing. I feel like intentions are very, very important as well, because I didn't do it because I felt like it was needed. I seriously did it. I can't really say I did it out fight because I wasn't it wasn't truly affecting anyone directly but essentially I did it only simply because of the fact that I felt like I didn't have the same traction as her and I was like I want to get I want to have more than what she has going on type of thing and it was that one time and that one wasted amount of money that made me realize Mm -hmm. you need to get it together Sabrina and worry about Mm -hmm. yourself and mm. just let the let the cards that have been dealt to you be dealt in a timely fashion that he sees fit, instead of trying to rush it. Because you never again, overnight success isn't always the best. Because Come on, a lot of times people with overnight success don't know how to handle it because they're not prepared. So they either crash and burn, or sometimes they, they, they thrive. But most people they get ahead of themselves, and so they're at this really high, high height for, like, two months, and then everybody forgets about them after that. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it, it's happened to me, but I do be trusted to believe that I will never compare myself to someone else ever again. <laughs> 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 ever again. Ever. Yeah, 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 no, and I think that is so great for you to even share that experience Experience because and and I know definitely you know because I'm speaking um definitely as an entrepreneur myself like when you see right what what we would call your competitors and you be like dang like but they doing this they doing that okay maybe if I start to do but then and again when you start to do what somebody else is doing in their lane it, it, it ain't always gonna turn out great for you it'll be a flop and you'll be like. Well, dang. And then you know, be sitting back thinking like, well, you know what? I just need to stay in my lane and just keep keep trugging along through this process because there's growth in the process. You know, I'm gonna eventually get to that to that destination place, but you know, I'm gonna right. keep trugging along in yeah. God's time because His timing is always the best, and I've learned that oh. time and time over and over again. <laughs> but it is the absolute truth. It is not even the most cliche thing we continue to hear, but it is so true. It is so, so true. It is because he allows you to go through the process to develop those skills. So when you reach that level, before, you know, and then you start going to that, start going through the process for the next level, he gives you the skills to be able to sustain you in that level, though. You know, and, and we for, we forget and miss all of those pieces. So when we do quickly arrive to this other level, you know, now we don't we don't have those skills to sustain it to help us get to that next level beyond that. Um, so no, I, I thank you definitely for sharing that because that that is so real, especially with entrepreneurs um, or people that are trying to um. Grow within within their organization or their their business that they're in um and to get to the top so no that that is so 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 real, and I definitely appreciate you for um being open and honest, <laughs> yes. So, you you know, everybody know, like, when I have my guests on, we got we to talk about, you know, just like mental wellness, <laughs> spiritual health, and physical health, and how it all aligns, especially with you having the degree um, in marriage and family therapy. How do you feel it shows up when you're working with those individuals, whether it's planning their weddings um, or these big corporate events? Or if if you're meeting with um, the mogul for that cover, like how are you able to use these skills from your counseling degree? Well, um, huh. so when I'm doing <laughs> with pride, um, a lot of times days, sometimes even weeks, months, or even the entire planning process, they have a level of anxiety. Mm. worrying they are just yeah on edge so a lot of times i'm able to like talk them through um i don't react when they react you know mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. They, they get angry they have attitudes or you know just whatever the case may be they we're their punching bag a lot of times as wedding mm. groups okay. so um i don't usually react to them um i'm able to remain calm and the entire kind of you know situation of it, and then I'm also able to kind of redirect their feelings and emotions, and allowing them to like really sit down and focus on the big picture, which is getting down the aisle to your husband, you know. Mm, yeah, um, and I have to say, white too, because sometimes I have grooms who are just a little <laughs> groomzillas, is what I call them. Um, <laughs> So, you know, um, essentially it is, um, you know, the, the opportunity, I, I think having that foundation of knowing how to work with different people of different backgrounds mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is what, is what has, you know, helped me get to where I'm at. Because when I'm dealing with, I mean, even dealing with these like high profile cover girls. Mm mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Oh, yeah, they come with a lot now. And I have to, like, always, again, having that that the the ability to be able to, like, you know, channel my frustration and anger. Because I have to Mm. use these techniques on myself because (laughs) I can't express them audibly, you know, how I feel many of the times. So a lot of times I have to, you know say, just breathe, like take five deep breaths, think of happy places, Mm -hmm. take a long walk, call a natural (laughs) support. whatever it may be, I have to do these same things on myself when I'm dealing with them because I'm in a position where I'm dealing with a lot of high stress, overspent, spent too much money, don't want to do this, that. Um, one immediate answers right then and there, bride. And then I turn around and I'm also dealing with super OCD. Um, not mm. really, I mean, a lot of celebrities are, are introverts in, in true mm, heart. Yeah. Or they have yeah. become introverts because they've been burnt so bad by the public. Um, yeah. you know, and, and so I have to deal with that. And it's a level of building, um, you know, that rapport quickly. You know, not over a span of, you know, five out of seven days, you know, stuff, you know, we write with goals, you know, with dealing mm-hmm. with treatment plans. These are building, <laughs> be, building level of rapport with, you know, grown individuals, some people old enough to be our parents in less than 24 hours, making an impression on them. So, mm. um, while it's a stressful situation for them, it's a stressful situation for myself, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. So I feel that, I feel that I like, I, I don't regret the path that I took to get to where I'm at. Because I honestly mm-hmm. feel like if I didn't have the foundation of knowing how to deal with people with mental health diagnosis or even un-mental health diagnosis, Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I would not be able to do what I'm doing now because I just deal with so many different kinds of people. Like, I mean, I can tell you stories upon stories of the people that I encounter, (laughs) but I am able to deal with it and walk away as if it never happened. I mean, people tell me all the time, like, you're just so relaxed. It just seems like nothing (laughs) is bothering you. Um, and I'm like, if you only knew the things that are going through my head. But I just learned how to, like, channel it and push it out mm-hmm. of my system without allowing it to weigh me down. Of course, I get stressed. And, of course, I have anxiety of, of my own every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. But it's generally not centered around a person. It's usually because of, like, my comfort, you know, I'm planning. Yeah. But I've never yeah. met one individual take me down because I have learned how to work through my own emotions to be able to get through it and I will say that I think it's the foundation of having that mental health, you know, background. Amazing. No, I love that. I definitely agree. (laughs) No, I I understand. I definitely understand. Um, Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And and while we're on this topic, just about mental health, um, how was it were you guys growing up, did you guys ever have a conversation in your home about you know mental wellness or mental health
0: illnesses?
1: Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, I mean, I know like my my um brother he had like some like hyperactivity issues, like as a, okay. as a child. Um, mm-hmm. But no one in my family that I'm, like, 100% aware of. Mm -hmm. There might be some people that I want to diagnose myself, (laughs) but um, there has not been, like, anyone I know of that has, like, a major kind of, like, that has had, like, a psychotic break or anything of that nature that I'm aware of at least. Mm -hmm. But I do know that, like, when we were younger, like, my older brother kind of, he just couldn't sit still kind of thing. I mean, I deal with that with my son now. You know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but essentially it was never really a conversation we had in the house. I mean, honestly, even from working in the mental health field for years, I have not seen more conversations surrounding, um, black, you know, people in mental health until the last Mm -hmm. recent years. So I think it's just a conversation that just was not happening across Mm -hmm. the board, um, I just recently hadn't had to have a conversation with my son. Uh, he was at a summer camp, and he was getting into a lot of trouble with a mm-hmm. little boy who had a learning disability, um, and it was to the point that the boy was provoking him a lot and hitting him that so they got into mm. a, you know, a fight at camp. Yeah, I had to have a conversation with him like, he's this, this the kind of child that if someone is continuously hitting on you, He's probably not 100% aware of what he's doing, but he was He was like, I don't even know what mental health is. Like, what, what do you talk, like, he's, my son is seven. Um, so he's right. like, I don't know what a learning disability is. You know, so I had to have mm. that conversation with him because, mm. you know, when we were growing up, the children with learning disabilities were in one room. Right, yeah. We didn't interact Mm with them as much as they do now these days. So the Mm. conversation has to happen. I will say it didn't necessarily happen when I was growing up, but it is something that I recently just had to do two days ago, actually, with my my oldest son. Mm, Wow. Mm -hmm. No, and I agree. I think the conversation needs to be had earlier, especially with our kids, you know, because I'm just thinking of the children I work with on a daily basis and just helping them understand, you know, why they may do some of the things they do because of the traumas and, you know, so helping them to even understand how their brain operates um, and how for us to, like, retrain that. Those reactions. Right. So no, it's definitely I encourage. Yeah, definitely parents um, for you to have those conversations about your child and and giving them language behind the the emotions that they're experiencing. Um, so no, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. Because it, it is definitely needed. And like you said, especially among right the the black community, we don't talk about it. And I agree. I feel like within yeah the last few years. Um, I see more conversation, but I feel like it's more conversations because the celebrities have come out with it, which I'm definitely always appreciative of, but I always have the other side that's just like, but how many people are like, you know, they're still out of the reach because how you do with your magazine, you have these cover girls, right, that are like right now it women that people can re- – can connect with in the sense of I want to get to that level, like, or that's my destination. But in the book you have these women at different levels where people can be like, well, I'm at this level right now, you know, and I feel like we need more of those people in the mix too, you know, at the forefront about mental health. And I know it's a few of us definitely, you know, that are, um, Connecting within our community and things like that, but I I I do feel like it has been more amped up because we see the stars do it. But you know, I'd be like, well, we've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Exactly. And then my thing is, it's like, like it's great that they're supporting it, but they're not. Are they really connecting them with the? You know, they're just saying you should be aware of it, but then it's like. We can't call you for therapy, you know. So yeah, I love that. So who can we call? How can we get connected to a therapist if we need one? I I love that, but that is real. That's real. Right. That's real. real. That is so real. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so as a mompreneur and um as a wife. Um. How do you balance taking care of of your own mental health, spiritual health, and physical health? Well, um, I am a I'm a gym rat. I will say. Okay. That I go to the gym as minimum five days out of the week. Um. Who to and, you? <laughs> yeah, I I get I, de- I make sure that I get my time in there. Okay. And I started, I recently kind of, you know, kind of got big into it because I found myself traveling a lot. I found myself engaged with, um, you know, just the public, um, in general. And I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that I was up to par. Like I felt confident about my, you know, appearance and
0: whatever yeah. else,
1: you know, may be. But essentially, um, that's my moment. Um, I've had a trainer for three years, actually, but this has been probably the first year that I actually, like, really, really, like, stay on it for the entire process. Wow. And I say that to say um, – Usually, when wedding season starts up, mm-hmm. I find myself not going to the gym because I'm like I'm busy, I gotta do this right that kind of thing, but I really really challenged myself to make sure that I was actually going on a consistent basis mm. and ever since I've done that, I've felt better um you know of course, I've lost weight um mm-hmm. I, you know that's just like that's my moment like. All of my clients know between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., I'm unavailable. <laughs> so I'm, going to be, I'm going to be at the gym. Like, they they all are accustomed to that at this point. Um. So that's kind of been – that's physical health, I guess you can say. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say mental as well because, again, yeah. Um. I use that time to just, like, unplug. Um, sometimes I, I will kind of go in there like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, and I'll kind of have, like, my phone. I'll have my phone, like, my little Apple Watch. And my uh-huh. phone will make me take it. He'll make me take it off. Because I ask him to keep me accountable. Like, he's like, this is my time, this is my hour. Like, you're not allowed Ooh. to be on the phone. And I'm like, okay. But I need that. Right. Um, yes. I'm like a triple tasker. I would try to do like eight things at one time. <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> so, um that's you know, that's what I do. Um I'm 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 a shopper. I'm not even gonna like sit up here and lie and say that I'm not. I know I said about saving and all that, like absolutely. <laughs> but I do love still to shop. Okay, um, okay. Just for something for my house, like My husband's always like, you need to find a reason to buy stuff. Like, (laughs) you, like, you can't even just not buy something. Like, you've got to find a reason to purchase something. And so we always (laughs) laugh about that. But it just, for some reason, like, if I go, like, over a period of time with not purchasing something, it really Mm -hmm. does something to me for some odd reason. And I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it as to why. But, Um, that, that's, that's so fulfilling to me, um, shocking. And then, um, also, um, I love to take trips. Um, Mm -hmm. majority of my trips are centered around, like, you know, my clients' weddings. But I do take, like, one girl's trip um, during the year with, you know, just all my friends, and then I take one with Mm -hmm. my husband, so, Nice. Um, on On Sunday, actually, we're leaving to go to Mexico for a few days. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So, I mean, it um, that's kind of how we balance everything. Is um, I try to make sure I just try to make sure I I have things to look forward to outside of work. I think that that kind of nice. helps me, um, know what to do. And then we have a very very strong support system. Um, mm-hmm. My mother, my mother in law lives here, and my mother, they live here, and so they are pretty much our go to babysitters for the boys, and they usually almost never tell us no. So, we have, <laughs> yeah, we we have them as well. So, and that that is very you know helpful as well, making sure that we have time to so, you know just do adult things without the boys being around. Yeah, of course. I love all of that. And now what about the spiritual health piece? Oh. And granted, like, I know it could be, you know, spending time with family, too. That can fill your soul up. But, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a member of my church. I'm active there. I don't get to go as often as I like, of course, because mm-hmm. I travel. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have, I've been going to my church now for the last, what is it? It's been over 10 years. So I was, well, no, I started going there in 2006. Um, yeah. So okay. 12 years. I've been a member there for 12 years. Um, I, you know, I make sure every morning before my feet hit the ground that I, like, read, like, my daily, you know, like, on the Bible app. I have the Bible mm-hmm. game app, and I read that scripture for the day, and then I, um I have Bible plans on there, and I, make okay. it, and I take, you know, time to read those, and then, of course, um, you know, a, a moment of prayer as well in the morning. That's usually – I try to do that before I check my email. Am I always successful? No. But it is <laughs> the goal of the day to check to, – To the first thing I do when I pick my phone up is to go straight to Bible Gateway and read mm-hmm. my scripture and then my prayer time. But a lot of times it goes the other way around. Um, And I'll be honest. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all for the day. Mm, Um, And sometimes I have to pause and, you know, as I'm driving, I'm like, whoa, I didn't even pray today,
0: you know, Mm, and I have
1: to take care of it, you know. But essentially um, that is kind of, you know, of course I I believe in having a church home and a church covering. Um, I have – the best church family, um, and, you know, just First Lady and Pastor that are extremely supportive of, you know, my all of my endeavors. They know I'm on the go all the time, um, and I think that that has helped um, because I know that they, um, you know, keep me in prayer for the different things that I, you know, in, in trying to do because they come, you know, to the, the different events that I have, and, you know, support, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spiritually and and financially sometimes. So I do believe in, you know, having a a good church home that takes care of you while you're on the road. And and when they have children's events, they offer different parents. It's like, well, come get the boys. We know y'all won't be gone. So, you know. So um, our children still have the opportunity to, you know, attend and be a part of different things that happen at the church as well. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. Great support system, it sounds like, most definitely. Yeah. Um, Yes. And now – Sabrina, if you can let the listeners know, how can they connect with you? Because I'm sure people will listen, and they'll be like, "Hey, I want her to be my wedding coordinator, or I need to get this magazine, or attend the conference in 2019, or have her speak an event I'm having." So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, of course. We'll start with social media because, of course, social media all roads lead to the website. Um, (laughs) But essentially, my um, Instagram, my personal Instagram page, where you'll see like me and my family, um, is just my name, Sabrina Seymour, at Sabrina Seymour. Um, My wedding event planning company is at Sabrina Seymour Events. And then my publication, the women's magazine, is at the prevailing woman. Um, um, you can actually just go to sabrina.seymour.com and you can find, um, you know, my event planning and women's publication um, URLs to find more information on them. But essentially, sabrina.seymour, www.sabrina.seymourevents.com, or the prevailingwoman.com as well awesome I love all of those and before we click off if you can share with the listeners what do you think are three key in- ingredients needed for someone to evolve okay um I think that you have to have let's see integrity mm. I think that you have to have a spiritual believing or covering. And I also believe that you also have to have a level of perseverance. Mm. So perseverance, humbleness, and spiritual spirituality. Yeah. Okay. I love all of those. And I sure enough appreciate you for being my very special guest today on this episode of the Evolving Chair podcast. I really, really appreciate you and um, for us making this happen because this was like a year in the making. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. No problem at all. I completely understand. Yes, see God's timing, y'all. look. <laughs>
0: like, <Exactly>. Literally,
1: <laughs> yes. So I am. I am so grateful, grateful. And for the listeners, I will also post Sabrina's event on my website, so you guys can definitely connect with her there too. Um, so I appreciate you definitely for coming and sharing your knowledge on. I'm um, helping individuals create a wealthy mindset, so I totally appreciate you.
0: And until next time, peace. Bye. For you the listeners of The Evolving Chair podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/ T E C P O D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash TECPOD for your free audiobook download today. Hey T C listeners. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at the Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, twitter at the evolving chair without the r and my new email address podcast at the dot com so send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha